0: Good morning, or afternoon, or night, wherever you're watching this. Um, it's been. Uh, I've been all thinking a lot about what we're doing, and I'm really hoping it will help you um, in the area of follow-up. I don't know where I would even be today if I hadn't been followed up and wasn't just dumped into a a pew and, you know, and survive the best you can. Uh, It's interesting that uh, I was talking to my daughter earlier today on the phone, and I was trying to figure out time. Well, when I got my verses from the young man that led me to Christ was, over 70 years ago and that makes me feel old (laughs) but these verses have done me they didn't done me in (laughs) they did the opposite and i just cannot be more grateful that someone saw me as a brand new teenage believer that I was worth spending time with and discipling. I don't know, my life would be so different today and my history so different today if someone hadn't have come alongside and saw I was worth working with and encouraging in my walk with the Lord. Well, the verse, the first verse, remember he gave me and uh, I did not, um, had never read the King James Bible, and the verses were in King James English, and my American English was terrible, so I wasn't a good steward for King James. Uh, but I worked through it and got the verses, and I think it's good. I had a hard time memorizing the verses because the hard time cemented them in my mind uh, you know I just couldn't get away from them they were there I was reviewing them and going over and over and over and remember the the first verse was beginning with Christ and that was first John 5 11, and 12 and this is the record that God has given us eternal life this life is in his son he that hath the son hath life And he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. And so the question is do you have the Son? You know, and if you do, you have life. Now, once I finally got that down word perfectly, uh, my handler (laughs) uh, gave me my uh, second verse to memorize. You know, he had it all the time. He didn't hand me the packet, uh, you know, because I may have been got discouraged because it was so hard to memorize. But I got the second verse. Now I want to ask you: if you are going, you lead someone to Christ, and you want them to have the assurance of salvation. I mean, I don't think there's right now. I think if we had raise of hands, they go. That's absolutely. A, essential that I get that nailed down because the rest of my life is going to be built on that assurance that I am a believer uh, and been born again. But what is the second verse? What would you give a brand new believer if you have led someone to Christ and you wanted to disciple them? What is the second verse you would give them? Uh, or the second theme, uh, I should say. But I can tell you, uh, it's it's extremely important, and it was the assurance of prayer. That was the very second thing, and the verse is uh, John sixteen twenty four. Hitherto have you asked me nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. And so I got that verse. On I don't know. It wasn't as hard to memorize as the first one. And I think the enemy was involved in that too. I wasn't a good student and all. But the second, the, the assurance of prayer was important. And so I How do you know that God is real? I think you know God is real, not only through what happens in salvation, but as you begin to pray and you get specific answers to prayer. It wasn't a coincidence. You know, I I, I haven't had many coincidental answers to prayer. (laughs) Usually I have to remind God quite a bit about (laughs) this need I have or whatever and get an answer to prayer. Uh, And so that was important. And, you know, and God, I mean, God's leading us along. And so an answer to prayer. remember that I was graduated from Cedar sinai Hospital. I was a, spent a year studying every day in the x-ray department of that hospital, which was huge. And I graduated as a really trained x-ray technician that could run many kinds of x-ray machines and so on. Well, then we went to LA City College because some of the students said, you know, if you can get blood work, draw blood and, and put that together with x-ray, you get a better chance of getting a job in a doctor's office. So we did that Uh, and I had never, uh, I wasn't really into needles. (laughs) I wasn't into drugs and I certainly wasn't into needles. But uh, it was interesting when I, we had to draw blood from each other. (laughs) Uh, That was something else because we weren't that good at it. (laughs) And we gave each other some pretty black and blue spots on our arms. But, you know, learning how to draw blood and all that. So now, when the navigators came, I had graduated from all that. So I had an opportunity. They hadn't come, but my cousin brought his navigator friends. And that's how I got involved with the navigators. And then I was saved through one of the navigators, took pity on me and didn't want me to burn in hell. And he spent (laughs) some time and I got saved. So now, um, you know, I'm out of work and my cousin's going to leave and all that. So I've got a a verse and it says, hitherto if you ask nothing in my name. Well, that was true. I never prayed about a job. So ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. So I'm going to see does prayer work. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you can tell me this works and that works, but I'm kind of the guy that wants to see it. Well, so I started praying about getting a job. I needed a job and I wanted a job. And amazingly, God opened up for me. I don't even know how I heard about it or whatever, but there was a hand specialist who trained in Europe, did phenomenal work with hands, people with really bad, um, you know, hands of of accidents and all that kind of stuff. And um, I went to the office. Uh, you know, I didn't have a car, so I had to take public transportation to get out to where his office was. And um, he, uh, he interviewed me and he said, well, I won't hire you until I see how you do take hand x-rays because that's what I do. And I don't care about the x-rays of all the other stuff you've done. I wanna see how well you can do hands. Well, his x-ray machine was a bit older and I had never worked it. I mean, I know how to work x-ray machines, but all of them are a little bit different. So I know that, so I prayed, Lord help me to do the right thing with this machine. I don't know how strong it is, you know, all of that. So I prayed about that, that, that I would take a good x-ray. So I took an x-ray. I knew how to take hand x-rays, but I took x-rays of his hands, hands he wanted, the different ways he wanted them placed than I did. And I overexposed them uh, because I didn't know how powerful really those machines were. And the overexposed hands as I was developing in them in the dark room, I'm going, oh, I've blown it. <laughs> you know, these are a little bit too strong. And, uh, I mean, they were so strong, you could see the grain in the bones. I mean, maybe you don't know your bone has grain, but let me tell you, you let me x-ray it, I'll show you. <laughs> You'll do. And so I thought, what's he going to do? It's over, way over x ray Well, he didn't want to look at the x-rays with me there. And I'm going, oh, brother. So anyway, he looked at the x-rays and he called me in and he said, do you think you could do that again? I said, I know they're a little bit overexposed. He said, no, I want them like that. He said, I see the grain. That's what I want. And everybody that I've looked at so far didn't give me the grain. And I know, I mean, he knows bones. He does works on hands all the time. And he said, "That's exactly what I want, and you're hired uh, because you, you this is what I wanted." I was thrilled with your with your hands, and I said, "Well, I'm thrilled," but he said, "I got a problem," and I'm going, uh, "What's that?" And he said, "I really would like you to work Saturdays." Well, it wasn't that I go to church on Saturday that you know it was a problem. But he said, you're going to have to take a day off during the week. You only work a half day Saturday, but you get a whole day off during the week. And I said, well, what about Wednesday? And he said, fine. So I took Wednesday off and I prayed that God would allow me to work in the Navigator office as a volunteer on Wednesdays, uh, which was my day off. So I prayed about that. And I went and I said, could I... um, work in your office, said, well, we don't have any paid opening. I said, no, for free. You know, I I have, I need fellowship. I'm not, I don't have a church. I don't even know where there's a church. I knew there was a church in Hollywood, but to go that far to church from my house, you know, on public transportation, doesn't make sense. And who knows what a church in Hollywood would be like, although it's really a good one. I didn't, I had no idea. I just, someone said, well, there's a church in Hollywood you may want to look at. Uh, but you don't really want to go that far uh, to church on public transportation. So I was thrilled that I'm going to have fellowship with believers because the fellow who led me to Christ and gave me my second verse, assurance on prayer, was going overseas with the navigators to open up a ministry for them in Germany. So I was going to be left without somebody I was really connected with Uh, in my spiritual walk. So I worked in the navigator office uh, until I was drafted in the army. And it was really a blessing to just work with Christians. Um, They're much more particular, especially navigator Christians, than people that weren't. Uh, When I swept the floor, they looked in the corners. (laughs) You know, that kind of stuff. They're kind of, I thought... Well, that means here I've got to do the floor as if I was leading someone to Christ. (laughs) I really got to do everything first class. I mean, that's just the way they were. Uh, Do it first class. You're doing it unto the Lord. You're not doing it unto the, the office here. And so I had the blessing of working in the office when Das Trotman was the president. And some of the times I worked in his house. And got to know Das's wife and his kids. Uh, and I painted some rooms in his house. Um, so it was just a blessing that God got, I got a job with a hand specialist. Uh, and it was doing a lot of different x rays. And we designed some really strange x rays for hands. Uh, he said, do You think this could happen? Do you think it could do this? I said, Let's try it. I don't know. I've never tried it before. To give different views of the between the bones and stuff uh, that you would, you know, today that's, that's easy. They have so many machines that can do that. But then it was just X-ray machines. That was it. And most people learned like I did. And they didn't teach you what do you do between. <laughs> you do them this way and that's the right way and you don't do it any other way and so on. So it was a real blessing to pray and so my first answer to prayer was a job my second answer to prayer was to be able to be back around christians because my neighborhood was not christian um they were not my neighborhood was not a bad neighborhood it was just typically non-christian neighborhood so god really blessed and answered my prayers um I wanted to um, share also a verse with you. I've shared this with Paul already. Uh, See, I have, you can't tell, but they're blank pieces. Yeah, it looks like blank, but see, you can write on it. So I can write verses on blank cards. So I have a lot of verses that I wrote down I wanted to learn and, and to go through my files and stuff. But this was Isaiah 44 and i saw this and it was wonderful and i really didn't understand i mean at this time i um, i didn't have a girlfriend uh, yeah there was a lot of navigator girls but i wasn't good enough uh, <laughs> to even approach them you know could i could i carry your purse or could i carry your books you know could i do anything but You know, I knew that they were way beyond my league. They were godly girls, and I'm just a new sinner that's walking with the Lord. Uh, But this verse is one that I don't know when I got it, but I wrote it down, and I saw it this morning as I was uh, waiting for the fellow that I was discipling to get to the house. And this is the verse from Isaiah 44, 3. I will pour water on a thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon your offsprings and my blessings on your descendants. What a beautiful, beautiful promise that is. That is Isaiah 44.3. And I know I'm have many people who are listening and watching that children. And that's a prayer for your family. It's a family prayer and specifically, uh, praying, uh, God moving and working on your family. And, and if you're just starting out with a family, you have no idea the journey that you'll go. You'll have some of your family that decide, uh, maybe they've had enough of Christianity or they wanna go as far as they wanna go and that's it. Um, And that can really, you just need to pray for them. Uh, There's others that run with a ball and you're going, I just can't believe how wonderful they are and how their lives are touching other lives positively and so on. But that's a wonderful verse to pray over your family and for your children, because remember the verse hitherto yes, nothing in my name, ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. And so you're saying, yes, I want God to answer my prayers about my family, about my friends, about people I'm praying for, uh, people I'm working with. Um, The um, You know, working in that doctor's office, uh, there was um, another lab, an x ray technician, uh, but she gave up on the x ray. She said, I'll just do a lot of your lab stuff. So, you because I know that you're really connecting with the doctor, and everybody in the office is thrilled about it because it, it means so much to him. So, one of the things that happened uh, that I want to share with you. And that is somewhere along the line when you begin to pray. And I got this this morning when I was just by myself early in the morning. I think I got up at three o'clock or something this morning and it was dark and quiet and all. But, you know, often when we pray and try to get quiet before the Lord, that often you get these horrible, intruding thoughts. Just, it, it's unbelievable. You're going, to, why am I having these horrible, terrible thoughts? Because um, we're told in Scripture that God remembers our sins no more. But see, Satan wants to remind me, you know, of past failures. And so you may find as you begin to develop your prayer, now we're talking about this because the assurance of answered prayer. But as you begin to be quiet before the Lord and you want to pray, you may have horrible thoughts. And you're going, where in the world did that come from? That is awful. And what happens then is I get sidetracked because I feel so bad that I had this thought. And it can be, past failures uh and maybe you haven't had past failures uh but if you haven't you will (laughs) (laughs) but see the key is if god is not going to remember my failures who is here i'm praying is it the holy spirit bringing up uh bringing up the trash no it's the enemy and i I wanted to include this It's very important if you're going to have a prayer life, you are going to have to deal with the enemy and you are going to have to deal with past failures because God will not bring them up, but Satan has a wonderful memory and he will bring them up and just to get you sidetracked or whatever. And so One of the things you can do before you want to set aside and develop a prayer time or have a prayer time is pray God's protection over all that. Lord, just don't let the enemy get in there and get me sidetracked as I'm praying and, you know, I'm really waxing eloquent in prayer. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm thinking about failures I've had in the past. And, you know, God is not bringing them up he said he won't remember them well someone remembers them and you know i i think let's see who remembers them who is the accuser of the brethren and that's what's happening you're being accused and you're not being accused of what you haven't done he's bringing up past failures you know that you did that you know you wish That had never happened in my life, but it did happen. And so as I go to have a prayer ministry, I get sidetracked because I run down this thing, that thing, and I feel terrible that I had that thought. And so I want to, first of all, know (coughs) that the one who is attacking you is the one that's called the accuser of the brethren and the time you get a lot of accusation is when you bow and want to have a prayer life you want to develop this wonderful gift that god has given the assurance of answered prayer well He can't keep god from um stopping him from answering your prayers but what he can do is to get you sidetracked while you're praying with these thoughts and that came to me this morning as i was praying and i said that's so important because some of you that I know that listen to me, I've known you, you've you've heard me wax eloquent all over the United States, and maybe you're at some of the things where I was speaking. But what about those who haven't had the background that you had, and all of a sudden decide they really wanna have a prayer life, and all of a sudden they're dealing with past failures that they had confessed and turned from, and yet they're coming up and getting between you're praying in the Lord because you're trying to run them down. You, you, can't, you can't forgive what has already been forgiven. And uh, so if you have, when you go to pray, if you have these thoughts coming, pray before you pray <laughs> that God would protect you. All of us have a past. See, in order to be saved, you have to be a sinner. <laughs> So all of us somehow qualify and some of us may qualify in ways uh, that others have not and would not even understand some of the failures uh, that you've had. But the whole thing I want to say here, because this is wonderful, the assurance of answered prayer is if that's what you're going to grab a hold of and that's you're going to that's going to be John 16, 24 is going to be your verse you're gonna find you're gonna have opposition. You just need to realize you entered, when you received Christ as your savior, you also declared war on the enemy. And he's going to try little ways to get you sidetracked. So this is a warning. I want you to take it seriously. And remember that when you start going down that road, that it's not the Holy Spirit, because Jesus said he will not remember our failures. It's the accuser of the brethren. Father, I thank you for this second part of discipling someone is is helping them not only have the assurance that they are saved, but getting them talking to the savior and having a prayer life. As they begin to pray for themselves, their family and friends and their life, And and some of these people I know uh, developed to be prayer warriors. Somehow God has laid his hand on them. And they are just the most wonderful people of prayer there are. But we all pray. But we're not all prayer warriors, if you know what I'm saying. If you've been around a prayer warrior, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, And I'm not a prayer warrior. I'm a warrior that prays. And I think probably a lot of the people listening are people that are warriors for Jesus and pray. And I just, Father, ask your protection. And they may ask your protection whenever they're going to get alone with you, Lord, that they would ask your protection that they can be alone and not have the accuser of the brethren come alongside and distract them from the wonderful ministry of prayer and the wonderful joy of answered prayer. There's no greater joy than to pray in an impossible situation, which we had in our family, that people would say, there's no point praying. It's too late. And yet it all turned around and there's been healing and it's wonderful and it's really a miracle. And and it it was brought about by prayer. Um, A lot of it is people were praying for them. And so, Lord, I just thank you for the privilege of sharing uh, these. And when we take up other things, what do they add? Now that I'm saved, now that I understand about prayer and have a verse that I can claim in prayer, What is the next thing that I should add? And so if you're working with, in a disciple ministry, you lead someone to Christ, please um, go through these, these issues and get them solid. Because I thank God, you know, as I had not a church, I didn't have the church background. I didn't even have a Bible. Because the Bible I got eventually, comes between this verse I gave you in the next one. <laughs> I had to walk three miles one way to get a Bible and three miles back. Well, there's nothing wrong with, you know, if you'd walk a mile for a smile uh, to walk three miles for a Bible. But you know that, hey, it, it's God's word. I mean, you can have a Bible and stick it on the shelf and it's not gonna do you any good unless you get some of it in your heart. And so it's important for a new believer to get the word. And I don't know what it would have happened to me in my life if this wonderful fellow had not seen something in me that he was willing to spend some time and work with me to get God's word into my life. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm grateful for an organization that uh, was pushing young men to disciple other young men.